Hello friends, welcome back and I am so excited and so excited you guys could join me because this week we're going to be talking about, uh, well, one of my all-time favorite TV shows. I mean, we're going way, way back. This is the way, you know, why I am the way I am is because of this TV series and the wonderful Robert Stack. Uh, so uh, without further ado, let's dive right into it and take a look at Unsolved Mysteries. That creepy theme, it just gets to you every time. Uh, it just, you know, puts the hair on the back of your neck, standing up, and lo and behold, Robert Stack would appear. But guys, Unsolved Mysteries, and we're going all the way back before we talk about the original. For those of you who tuned in thinking we're going to talk about the reboot, don't worry, we're going to dive into that. But we have to talk about its origin. <clears throat> So, the American mystery documentary television program created by John Cosgrove and Terry Dunn Muir, and basically documenting cold cases from paranormal phenomenon, um, and uh, essentially kind of this seven special series presented by Robert Burt or Raymond Burr, Carl Madden, and the one and only Robert Stack, and beginning on a on NBC, January 20th, 1987, becoming a full-fledged series that year later, October 5th, 1988, of course, hosted by the one, the only stack, and after nine seasons, essentially, the show bounced around. We see NBC, we see CB, CBS, and uh, essentially, things kind of fell apart there, so we kind of see a jump to Lifetime and, of course, to Spike, but... Uh, We'll get into that and why it just sort of, you know, it just has to do with slip ratings and so forth. So essentially, CBS, of course, they canceled the series only after about two seasons and 12 episodes run. This is right around 98, 99. I mean, TV is changing. So this then that's, I mean, a whole other podcast um, topic outside of this one. But uh, the series, of course, being revived by Lifetime in 2000 with uh, the season 12 beginning on July 2nd, 2001. And Unsolved Mysteries aired about 103 episodes on Lifetime before it ended in 2002. And this all sadly coincided with Robert Stack's illness, uh, cancer, and his eventual death. So rest in peace, Robert Stack. And after about a six-year absence, um, the series was resurrected by Spike in 2007 and began airing on October 13th, 2008. Uh, this new revived version was hosted by veteran actor, actor Dennis Farina, who mainly tied together repackaged segments from the original episode. And they only aired about 175. So this all ended in 2010. So in the meantime, as we're waiting for this wonderful reboot to come through, uh, Cosgrove, Muir Productions, they maintained a website for the show. It featured popular accounts, ongoing cold cases, missing persons. And you actually had a little place where you could fill in an online form, submit things, and this, you know, all based on, you know, if you had information to help uh, solve one of the unsolved mysteries or one of the crimes. 
<clears throat> now, as of 2017, the show maintains its YouTube page. Viewers can submit their own mysteries. And, of course, we see its reboot in 2020. So I'm interested to see if this will keep going. I mean, we're still promised a few more episodes. And if it does well, perhaps uh, this YouTube channel will kind of see a, a birth onto the silver screen. But it is kind of neat for a viewer. I mean, if you actually have some sort of mystery and you get picked for the YouTube page, they would actually post your video describing the mystery. So kind of cool. So FilmRise acquired the worldwide digital distribution rights to the series and announced intent to release updated versions of the episodes in 2017. And essentially all of these updated sort of, you know, digitally re touched and whatnot episodes are all available on amazon prime Tubi tv which i've never heard of and in fact actually has its own dedicated channel on pluto television in the united states and in the united kingdom and of course you gotta love youtube from robert stack hosted episodes all the way up to the one seen on spike with Dara farina these were all put on youtube for our viewing pleasure like it. 2017 seemed to be a very important year for Unsolved Mysteries. So the show's creators expressed interest in reviving the series and January 18, 2019, Netflix, of course, would pick up this reboot. And to all of our quarantine's enjoyment, it premiered on Netflix July 1st, 2020. That's right, guys. I'm following the last podcast's view. It's a fundemic. Now, from the very beginning, Unsolved Mysteries used a documentary format to profile these real-life mysteries. And it would feature reenactments of the unsolved crimes, missing person cases, conspiracy theories, unexplained paranormal phenomenon, you know, everything from alien abductions, ghosts, UFOs, and of course, secret history theories. Now, all of this, and it's interesting to sort of see the birth of Unsolved Mysteries, but it was a concept created and put into a three special series produced by Cosgrove and Muir, which was pitched to NBC in 1985. Uh, this whole show, Missing, Have You Seen This Person, turned to be a huge success. And essentially this success led to them being, you know, able to broaden the series and include mysteries of all kinds. The pilot of what eventually would become Unsolved Mysteries was a special, and that aired on NBC January 20th, 1987, with Raymond Burr as host or narrator. And throughout 87, 88, this television series added six more specials, and the first two, hosted by Carl Madden, and the final four by Robert Stack. Now, it's kind of depressing. The show debuted in 1988. It was a weekly program on NBC, one of my all-time favorites growing up. But uh, the ratings steadily dropped year after year, and this all started right around 94. They tried all sorts of different techniques, from bringing on a co-host to adding these kind of like little futuresque journal journalists, you know, that kind of, they were correspondents for the show, essentially, and providing updates and whatnot. And that's when we start to see the kind of bouncing around of the show going from NBC, CBS course to lifetime and eventually spike and sadly throughout this we would lose our main host robert stack stack brought a real just pizzazz to this show i mean this grim presence his ominous narration uh mixed in with this eerie theme song uh, composed by michael boyd and gary remo malkin just fun fact but uh 
The show was certainly different than anything else that was on television at the time, and certainly kind of maintains this, you know, starter for, you know, the weird, macabre TV that uh, people love to binge today. As I mentioned, Unsolved Mysteries featured segments in a documentary film style with actors portraying the victims, perpetrators, and so forth. And... A lot of the time, we would actually see statements from the victim's family members, police officials, you know, individuals who were involved in whatever story we were listening to. These were scattered interview segments, you know, throughout the dramatizations. Now, in contrast to many similar formatted news magazines that aired in the 21st century, including NBC's own Dateline. NBC News disowned Unsolved Mysteries. In fact, it requested a disclaimer at the beginning of each episode stating the show was not a newscast. And in earlier episodes, the following message was relayed to the audience at the beginning of each program. The program is about Unsolved Mysteries. Whenever possible, the actual family members and police officials have participated in recreating the events. What you're about to see is not a news broadcast. I mean, it's just interesting because in the first few episodes that aired, it was just a simple, this is not an NBC News production. And this seemed to, you know, kind of follow through. We'd see it kind of presented later on when it switched through different production companies. Now, these episodes' themes varied week to week, Uh, but the neat part was viewers were invited by telephone, writing letters, or in the newer broadcasts to submit through the website if they had any, any information to help solve a case. And these segments involved everything from criminal cases, from abductions, suspicious deaths, robberies, you know, claims of innocence, missing persons, so on and so forth, to lost loves, you know, accounts of individuals trying to reunite with someone from their past, close adoptions, people separated by circumstances, you know, Good Samaritan, those kind of things. The unexplained alternative history, um, including theories such as, you know, from outlaws as Billy the Kid and Butch Cassidy, uh, you know, the Russian Grand Princess Anastasia Romanoff, um, you know, from the Louisiana Senator Hewitt Long. These are all, you know, neat conspiracies. You know, they even covered Kurt Cobain in one episode, which is kind of fun. And uh, last but not least, some of my favorites... The paranormal matters, you know, accounts of miracles, alleged UFO, alien encounters, you know, from Roswell, Phoenix, basically UFO incidents all over the world, which is kind of cool. Um, ghosts, Bigfoot, all that unexplainable phenomenon. Just, I absolutely love it. So whenever the episodes covered that stuff, I was right into it, not to mention the true crime. And sometimes on some episodes, we we're lucky enough to see the success stories, you know, just seeing little updates on justice for loved ones, you know, seeing loved ones reunited, so on and so forth, and just kind of left you that warm, fuzzy feeling that, you know, the world sometimes works. Now, it's interesting to see the show's progression from 1987 all the way through to when it ended in 2010. You can see the different changes, different formats, but pretty much stuck to the same thing, three to four different stories about the weird, strange things of life. That's it, and gave you the opportunity to kind of resolve things. So once it ended, there seemed to be this sort of hole in the, you know, the fun true crime world, a place where us alien believers to conspiracy theorists could gather and just enjoy a half an hour of just 
decent television. And thankfully, someone was listening. The executive producers, Sean Levy, and his company, 21 Laps Entertainment. Essentially, they partnered up with Cosgrove and Mirror Productions, of course, signing on with Netflix. And lo and behold, we would see a reboot for the show. So I know, guys, we only see six episodes right now. But from what I am seeing, we are going to see 12 episodes in total. So the first, you know, six episodes of the new season. And essentially, we will see one, another six coming later on. When? I don't entirely know. But I can't freaking wait because I feel like I've already binged those few episodes already quite a few times. Um... Gotta say, they are unique. They are definitely something interesting. At the same time, and we will get into that, I feel like we're just missing a little bit of something, and I have a feeling I know what that is for my own personal preference. Now, before we dive into that, I just thought I'd share some really cool fun facts. I didn't realize that Unsolved Mysteries would have so many little guest appearances of certain actors. I mean, from filming in Texas, they cast Matthew McConaughey to be a murder victim. This was actually one of McConaughey's very earliest roles. As they moved around the country filming, we'd see Bill Mosley, Ned Bellamy, Holmes Osborne, Scott Wilkinson, Daniel Day Kim, all of these individuals coming on, you know, just to do these little roles. And then of course becoming, you know, a, little, a lot more notable in Hollywood. Now, before the lovely world of streaming, they did at one point uh, essentially try to release Unsolved Mysteries on DVD with these wonderful box sets. Uh, essentially, you would be able to purchase them by theme. So if you loved all the UFO episodes, it was all in one DVD. You know, all the bizarre murders, strange legends, and so forth, kind of broken up into certain collections. Now, the original series with Robert Stack will always hold a little special place in my heart hell to this day i'm currently watching them on amazon prime even though it's kind of silly to see all these old time stories with you know individuals who long since resolved their issues perhaps not but it's it's just fascinating to go you know kind of in this time machine all in itself and and where you see them with the new series uh comparing the two it's very good entertainment some very crazy stories like that family in France. Oh my God. Insane. Just insane. Not to mention that poor couple in the beginning. She loses her poor husband. I want to talk to that friend. What the fuck is going on there? Because you know there's some shit. It, it's just upsetting. Um, but without getting too much into that, as I was saying, I felt... There was something missing from this, and I think it is our narrator. I kind of miss him. It kind of was this way to sort of, you know, have the thoughts you were kind of going through as the viewer sort of summed up. And then at the same time, they would help you kind of understand little points or, you know, kind of sum up the editing that they've done with the different interviews from the police officers to the victim to the, you know, victim's family. You know, essentially, when we'd hear from Stack and even Farina, their narration, you know, kept things moving. We were able to, they were basically there to help fill in the blanks, um, you know, things that didn't needed to be prodded from the subjects. They just sort of kept a nice little emphasis on the things you needed and then would quickly sort of sum things up in this perfect sort of, you know, conclusion. 
But that doesn't mean that I did not enjoy these first six episodes. I thought they were fascinating. And I am very, very interested to see the remaining half of the season. Especially to see, you know, the series sort of settle into its groove. Uh, just sort of see, you know, maybe if there's any of these mysteries have been solved, that might be uh, be very interesting. I'd love to see some sort of update, you know, especially with that family in France. We gotta find that fucker. I mean, perhaps they may even bring on a host. We may have to wait and see. They may just be sort of doing this to just sort of test and see how the audience responds. I just worry that Netflix is just producing stuff like crazy because they know we're stuck at home. They're not competing with movie theaters and Hollywood and all of the gold big screen names. Uh, You know, at the same time, it's like, guys, focus on what you're good at and make those like wonderful true crime documentaries. Don't just like pummel stuff out. Um, The one thing I will say, it's still very entertaining and I do absolutely love that they gave Robert Stack just that little tiny cameo in the beginning with the opening. It just uh, makes my heart flutter. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, It's been, you know, one hell of an episode and uh, one hell of a 2020. So as always, guys, especially right now, take care of each other. Take care of yourself. Live each day, you know, as best you know how, doing whatever it is that make you happy. Because, you know, certainly no one else is going to try to. If you want to see what crazy antics I'm getting into, of course, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to say hi, you have a film you'd like me to cover or a topic, certainly reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, those of you that do reach out, thank you. It honestly blows my freaking mind every time I speak to a fan, someone that's listening. You just, guys, you make it so worth it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, you guys know the rule. As always, keep calm, stay creepy.